Well, church, let's do uh, something very important now, and that is go to the Word of God as we move into a, a time of prayer. We certainly all need prayer and can benefit uh, from prayer, so that's, that's very, very important in worship and also in the life of the church. So let, let us go to a, a book that we're going to return uh, to uh, once again in just a moment, Habakkuk. Uh, chapter 3, verse 19. Let us offer these words responsively unto the Lord. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer, church. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, it has been quite a week, O oh Lord, for our own state, Lord, for our nation, for our globe, and certainly for our community. Many households, O oh God, have been touched by death this week, and we lift them up in prayer, Lord, in the name of Jesus in this very moment. We pray, Lord, that they might have deep biblical faith in this time, that they might have hinds feet, the feet of a deer, Lord, that will make them sheer, sure-footed. Lord, by name, we lift up these church members, Lord. We lift up their families. The Farnham family, the Covington family, the Stewart and Duran family, the Weir, McDaniel, Tinsley families, the Scott and Brewer families. And there are many others, O oh God, who are hurting, who are in pain, who have been touched, Lord, by death, and we lift them up in prayer. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we put prayer to both the spoken and the unspoken prayer requests. Lord, that you will do what you always have done, and that is intervene in these lives, Lord, to bring comfort, to bring healing, to bring reconciliation, uh, to let them know, Lord, that they are being prayed for and that you are present and that in you, there is salvation. Lord, this is our prayer. Oh God, when we pray about the future, we always ask you for smooth, paved paths with curb and gutter, no rocks, and plenty of park benches for resting along the way. We often don't want to face the trials and tribulations that are often a very real part of this life on earth. A sign, O oh God, of maturing in the Christian faith is realizing that you often put us in wilderness situations, rocky places in life where the going is tough and the path is strewn with rocks to teach us something to teach us not that you hate us or that you want to smite us out of anger, but that you teach us because we need ultimately to rely and to trust 
in you when our strength and when our own scheming won't get it done. Lord, give us hinds feet, the feet of a deer, Lord. Lord, give us hinds feet. And it begins with faith in you. Lord, we open up our hearts unto you to let you in. Lord, make us sure-footed as we walk our faith and as we every day can be an example of being a doer of your word. This is our prayer, and we ask it in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and the one who is the great physician. In his name we pray who gave us the Lord's Prayer. And please, church, if you would, join me in this prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Church, I am turning to uh, one of the prophets in the Old Testament, Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. If you have your word in front of you, if you would please look on the screen, however you are putting your eyes now to God's Word. Please join me. Beginning with the 16th verse of the third chapter of Habakkuk, or Habakkuk. I trembled inside when I heard this. My lips quivered with fear. My legs gave way beneath me, and I shook in terror. I will wait quietly for the coming day when disaster will strike the people who invade us. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice." in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So, church, what I would like to do as we get into this uh, time of um, sermon reflection, I, I'd, I'd like to make a book recommendation, if you would allow me just, just a moment to do so. Let, let me kind of give you the context about this book. By the way, it's called Hind's Feet on High Places by Hannah 
Hunard, okay? It came out uh, decades ago. Uh, My mother recommended this book to me because it was recommended uh, to her. Uh, This uh, this story, this parable, uh, if you would, is based uh, upon the scripture uh, that that was just read. Uh, Let let me just tell you this. It's one of those wonderful, easy, quick reads that has great spiritual depth to it. So if you are looking for a supplement uh, to reading the Word of God, let, let me recommend that book. And here's why, because it so can apply to life. Because you and I are this main character. I don't want to give away too much, but, but you will be blessed uh, by this book. And we'll, we'll send out that information uh, along with the service and just uh, in just a moment after our worship service. But Hind's feet on high places. Hannah Hunnard, a wonderful, wonderful book. So uh, let me uh, let me now make a make a transition into the into the Word of God. Um, Habakkuk, okay, or Habakkuk. Uh, I, I, I have uh, always good intention to say the name of the prophet right, and I often get it wrong, right? It, it's just one of those unfamiliar words uh, to us, uh, but yet uh, there's great, uh, deep spiritual meaning uh, in this prophet. So what, what I wanted to do, because simply for the fact that this book is not preached from often, okay, nor, nor is it taught uh, often. I, I want to give you a little bit of background, okay, a little, little synopsis here. So just a couple of things about uh, Habakkuk or Habakkuk. I, I'm going to go with Habakkuk, though, okay? Habakkuk. <laughs> Habakkuk was a prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah just before the exile. So the invading army is coming, okay? Uh, The prophet, remember, the role of the prophet was a messenger. And so often, the prophet's words, okay, were words that had a sting to them, okay? Because the prophet had to deliver, so oftentimes, doom and gloom, okay? So Habakkuk is a prophet delivering this message that, hey, look, you know, Judah, because of its sinfulness, it it will be paying the consequences here shortly. So he was a prophet during this time before the exile when their unrepentant sinfulness was at its height around 625 to 604 BC. Okay, and, and let me let me just stop stop here and just make just one just add one piece of commentary, okay? And it's simply this. Just because punishment comes to someone does not mean that the one giving the punishment does not love the person or people that will receive that punishment. And for those of us that are parents or grandparents raising children right now, we know that best. So don't let this offended generation tell you otherwise, okay? There were consequences, okay, because of sinfulness, and it was coming in the form of an invading army. God said, here's kind of the summary, God said to have what church? 
faith. It's always about faith in the Word of God, throughout the Word of God. That is a big theme, an awesome theme in the Word of God, faith. So God said to have faith in Him and that Israel will in time be what? Pay attention to this here because this is important. Be restored unto righteousness and their enemies would be punished, which causes Habakkuk to break into a song of faith and praise. And, and we'll get to that in a moment. Just because God punishes a people doesn't mean that restoration and healing and reconciliation will not come about, okay? So let's not get fixated or hung up on the punishment report part because there is healing, there is salvation, there is restoration to come, and that that is key. Okay, let's uh, let's go to some more information that I hope will be helpful to this. Just a couple of things that I found interesting. Habakkuk is one who embraces. Now, keep in mind that Habakkuk, as one of the many prophets, he right receives or embraces the word of God and then delivers it to an unrepentant people, okay? One who embraces the Word of God. Also, just a couple of other things. The 35th book in the Word of God, the 13th of 17 books of prophecy, and, and, and here, let, let me just make a little aside, the 8th of 12 minor prophets. So, when you hear that word minor prophet, okay, it has nothing to do with the height of that prophet. It has everything to do with the length of the book of prophecy. For instance, Habakkuk is only three chapters long, so it's considered a minor prophet versus one of the major prophets that are, are more extensive in, in length. So, let me leave the context there and now make a transition to feet for a moment, okay? Hopefully that is not a dirty word for you, feet, okay? We church people often don't like to talk about feet, right, okay? That's just kind of one of those things that we don't talk about it, uh, in church. But, but let, me, let me just tell you, okay, your preacher did a quick study on feet this week, okay? And I just want to show you some things that uh, I, I found. Now, I found this very interesting, church. Maybe you knew this already. I, it, it was, it was uh, not only a study, but enlightening to me. So apparently, okay, the way your toes are, are designed, you, you get a name classification for how your toes are, are shaped. Did you know that there is such thing as Egyptian toes or Roman toes or Greek toes, Germanic toes, Celtic toes. Hey, I'm getting learned here, folks, okay? Let, let me just tell you, I, I'm learning something here. So, I tell you what, in all fairness, because we don't like to talk about feet in church, and I get it, I'm going to let you draw your own conclusions on what you're seeing, okay? But, but let me just add this, okay? I would just simply and innocently ask you this, okay? What kind of toes, what kind of feet do you have, okay? Fair enough? Fair enough? Okay. Oh, but it gets better. I've got more information, okay? Let's go to foot types, okay? Found this interesting. A normal foot type, okay? How about a high 
foot type, a flat foot type. And I remember now my deceased grandfather always used to tell me that he had a wide foot and therefore finding shoes was very, very difficult for him. So I would put a wide foot in there uh, as well. Okay, a wide foot. So foot types, found this fascinating, okay? Here's my point. Have you ever heard or know of hinds feet? The feet of a deer, hinds feet. Let's go now to the Word of God and unpack this here. I'm going to start right from the top, verse 16, and go from there. L listen to the prophet Habakkuk, one more time here. I trembled inside when I heard this, Habakkuk says. My lips quivered with fear. My legs gave way beneath me, and I shook in terror. Okay, This is a prophet that is having a real crisis in life. And, and I'm thinking about all of those lives in our state that have been evacuated elsewhere, and I'm thinking, wow, this really applies to them. I, I'm thinking about those lives lost this week and those families trying to make sense of their loved ones no longer here with them. And I'm thinking, Lord, this your word is speaking, and it can minister to us. And I shook in terror, the prophet says. Here it is, picking up with 16b. I will wait quietly for the coming day when disaster will strike the people who invade us. And disaster can come in all kinds of ways, church. Can it not? Can it not? Whether it be man-made or Mother Nature, whatever it may be, my goodness, just that waiting in itself is absolutely terrifying. Picking up with verse 17, here it is. Even though the fig tree have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, you see, he's proclaiming what's going to happen once the invading army comes in and the Israelite people are exiled. So it's coming. Oh, yeah, it's coming. The temple's going to be destroyed. The people are going to be exiled. Life is going to be lost. It is coming, okay? Get ready for it. Prepare for it, the prophet says, but here it is. Pay particular attention to this. Listen to this very carefully. Verse 18, here it is, the word yet. Pay attention to that, yet. Calamity, doom, and gloom is coming, and here it is, yet. Habakkuk says, yet. Yet, what is he going to do? I will rejoice in the Lord. That's what we can offer and witness to someone who's been stung by tragedy, who's been stung by death, who's been stung by calamity, right? Here it is in the Word of God, yet I will rejoice 
in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Whether that is through a phone call, a hug, just being present and quiet. Hey, you know what? Your presence can bring joy. And know that. The worse the tragedy is, the more you and I just need to be silent and present for someone going through it. No words are needed. God is placing you and I there for that family, for that individual. Yet, verse 18, I will rejoice in the Lord. You see, that is on our mind. That is on our heart. That is what we can share with someone going through literally hell itself. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Here it is, verse 19. The sovereign Lord, this is the statement of faith, is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed, Scripture says, as a deer able to tread upon the heights. Ah, you see, that's what we need. Hinds feet, feet of the deer. Because here's something about feet that we all know, okay? Our feet, you see, are meant to be our ally, right? But so often, our feet can betray us. Know this about feet, church. Feet are fragile. Feet can become sore. Feet can get calloused. Feet can become arthritic. We can even get cold feet in life. What is meant to be our ally, church, feet can so often turn against us. Feet can, in fact, betray us. That's why, church, and here's the wake-up call, for each and every one of us, for Christians worldwide. If we try, church, listen to me now, if we try to rely on our own sure-footedness in life, if we try to rely on our own feet, our own balance, our own sure-footedness, you can pretty much bet, spiritually speaking, that our feet will betray us. That is why, church, we must have hinds feet, the feet of the deer. Now, I've got to tell you something funny, and I hope you laugh here. So, your preacher, uh, I, I got to confess, um, I don't know much about wildlife or hunting, so somebody came to me after the first service, and, and I was telling the congregation, hey, look, you know, the feet of the hind, the feet of the deer, and this church member pulls me aside and says, you know, preacher, that's not a deer, that's a goat. And I'm like, I had no idea. So forgive me, forgive me. I know nothing about wildlife, and I've got a lot to learn. And you can say that your preacher got learned, and I did. I got learned, folks. I got learned. So 
bear with me here. Let's pretend, okay? Let us pretend that that is not a goat and that is a female deer, okay? The hind. Now, here's another interesting point, okay, about the hind. Did you know, okay, that this animal, in all of God's perfectness, okay, this animal is able to place her back feet exactly where her front feet go, okay? Meaning as she's scaling up a mountain or rocky terrain, that is how God designed this animal. So, you see, the writer, the prophet, is putting it all together. Our feet, our sure-footedness alone Here's what it's going to do. If we rely on our own sure-footedness, we're going to trip. We're going to stumble. We are going to stub our toe. And you know that hurts. But when we have sure-footedness like the hind, like the deer, we can walk on solid ground. Let's go to the Word of God for a minute here. I'm going to offer to you two scriptures. If you do not have these in your toolbox, please put them there, and we will email email this out to you. This is one that is going to be very familiar uh, to you, Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Wow, the holy word of God. That's what it is. That's what it does. Now, let's go to the neighboring text here of the book of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Here's what it says. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Ah, yes, there you go. That is spiritual biblical armor okay, for our feet, relying not, you see, on our own understanding, on our own sure-footedness, but on the Word of God, standing upon the Word. That, church, will give us hinds feet, the feet of the deer. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, we come to you, Lord, this day, thankful, We come to you in an attitude of gratitude. Lord Jesus, we come to you needing your everyday help. Lord, give us the feet of the hind. Give us sure footing like the feet of the deer, Lord Jesus. We need it because so often in life, look, Lord, we have good intention, but Lord, we can get off the righteous path quickly. We can fall into sin. We can get snared by sin. The devil just wants to trip us up and stub our toes, Lord. So we need not our own strength, not our own understanding, but yours. And it begins, Lord, by having sure-footedness like a deer in your word. Let us plant, Lord, our feet, our heart, the heart of our feet, Lord, in your word and in your word alone. Lord, guide us and direct us in all that we do. In Jesus' holy and blessed name, amen.